From the PSIA AASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas and Stephen Helfenbein joining us for part five of our certification preparation. Stephen, what are we going to be talking about tonight? We're going to talk about the role of mindset during your certification process. So what do we mean by mindset? Yeah, I think it's um, become a very popular term. And, uh, you know, I was really exposed to it when I read um, Carol Dweck's book called Mindset. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things in there that resonated with me. Uh, but I think in in general, you know, as she describes mindset and what it comes to mean or has come to mean to me, it's just really the set of beliefs that you hold about your own capacity to uh, to change and to evolve um, or the lack thereof. Um, certain mindsets kind of think that uh, or would believe that they are, um, their traits are set in stone and they're just going to be a certain way um, for the rest of their life and that they will not really go through much change regardless of what effort they put in. So how do we train this aspect of ourselves? Well, it's very, um, it, it's got to be a very conscious choice to want to to change your mindset. Like I said, it's a set of beliefs. And I think that, you know, you can, you can change your beliefs, but it, it takes a very disciplined approach. And I think that um, the, the main way that you can um, evolve your mindset is through evolving your self-awareness or by employing your self-awareness and self-awareness is generally developed through a process of feedback and reflection. Uh, anytime someone tells you about how your behavior or, or actions have affected them um, is an opportunity to expand your self-awareness. Anytime you get um, feedback about how you've performed in a particular situation, you compare that with your own assessment of how you thought you did. And that's an opportunity to expand your self-awareness and, um, you know, how you react to feedback and, and how prone you are to reflection are pretty big indicators of your mindset actually. And, um, if those are things that you really embrace, there's a high likelihood that you have a very growth oriented mindset. If you resist feedback or don't appreciate it, don't like it, if you're uh, not likely to reflect upon past actions and how you might um, adjust your adjust your behavior in the future, then you're probably in more of a fixed mindset. And I think we're all probably a mixture of both. Um, and it takes a real conscious effort to pursue a more a more growth oriented mindset. And that's where, yeah, self aware uh, expanding your self awareness is really integral in that. Yeah, it's interesting what you just said, actually, all of it, but you just got me thinking. I mean, there are things about me that, I mean, you can just rip apart my skiing and I love it because I really want to work and get better at it. You can do the same to my teaching, but there's other areas of my life where I do feel a little defensive. And this is actually a really good chat we're having, Stephen, because you're making me realize that I need to bring this to a lot of aspects of my life. Yeah, sure. I think um, it, it, as soon as you start 
um, looking at how you react to different things in your life, you, you can sort of see yourself on that spectrum of being responsive to, um, to, to, or, or eager to change and evolve or resistant to it. And I, I agree. I, I can see that in my own life where, oh yeah, I'm fully embracing a growth mindset in this area and completely resistant to wanting to change or wanting to receive feedback about certain things. And you got to be really honest with yourself about that. And if you can do that, I think that's a really good start. I mean, um, if you're just totally stuck uh, and totally resistant to, to examining yourself, it's, it's pretty tough to learn and and that's what the certification process is it's a process of of learning and that's why the mindset plays such a big role there now here's a i don't want this to be an offensive question but which means it probably will be um, but you know we might be feeling like i'm very open to this but as a, a trainer you might be looking at your uh, the person that you're training and, and feeling like they're not open to your suggestions at all. How would you have that conversation with the person that this is something we're, that we really need to work on without being offensive? Yeah, it, it's, it's very challenging to um, create an environment where we can be honest with each other and, and, feel confident that the effort you're going to put forth as a trainer is going to be received with the intent with which you're intending to um, deliver. Um, so I, I think that a huge part of successful training is as a trainer to set up your training environment beforehand, where you basically, um, tell people that you're training what your expectations are of them and you try to um, get into what their expectations are of you and i think that goes a long ways towards developing trust in the learning environment making it a lot more likely um, for honest um, honest feedback and honest information to be well received or at least to be able to you know, nudge people a little harder than um, you might if you hadn't been able to set up that kind of environment first. You're really, I think, talking about just excellent teaching overall because, you know, I look at this and I think uh, if you had me out skiing and you were really getting critical of, I don't know, my turn initiation, whatever it was, that's not personal. If you're talking about the way I'm receiving uh, your instruction and I'm thinking I'm open to you, but I'm not seeming that way to you. That is, it, it's more about me than my turn. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. And uh, I think what you're talking about is the difference between, you know, a, a personality trait and a behavior. And if we can look at certain behaviors, um, like how I receive feedback being no different than how I shape a turn, you know, that's just another behavior. Um, that's another way to, to dive into this in a way that's maybe safer. It's a little more objective, but you're right. Um, th there's a lot of, um, uh, what, what's the right word? Um, potential traps here potentially as, as we we're, we're, cause we're talking about, yeah, 
um, personality traits that people hold near and dear. You know, we're talking about their identity, especially if they're in a little bit more of a fixed mindset. And we're challenging that identity. We're challenging them, challenging folks to potentially let go of some of that stuff that they've held on to and um, used to develop confidence in other situations and, and say, hey, you know, that's not going to work for you well in the future. And you need to consider some other behaviors that are going to lead to the results that you're shooting for. And it, 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 this is super tough. And, and this is really um, um, crossing over into the idea of people skills, which are going to become, you know, a larger and larger part of the conversation in our association in the future. Um, and it's fascinating stuff. I mean, I think this is really where our association is going to make a, a tremendous impact um, in, in snow sports in this country and, and hopefully beyond. So um, a lot of the questions you're bringing up, I think are, are just so spot on and really fascinating to me. And there's going to be some real challenges. Um, if you do choose to sort of expand your own mindset and be honest about where you're at and try to change it. Yeah, in a way you're making me think of a, a very advanced skier snowboard lesson where a very small change can make a huge difference in the person's uh, skiing or riding. And I'm thinking that with ourselves, just a small little tweak could make a really big difference in our mindset. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, awareness of what you're doing is just really the catalyst for so much change, whether it is a technical component of your skiing or riding or, um, a teaching component about how you use certain information during a lesson or yeah, how you communicate with people, how you receive feedback, all these things are skills, their behaviors and awareness of them is, is just so important. Um, until you're truly aware in an honest way about what you're doing, you know, you, you could potentially be just deceiving yourself or tricking yourself and kind of repeating the same old things um, without them leading towards a result you're, you're shooting for. So in the certification training context, um, yeah, the, 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 just a true honest assessment of, of how well you're receiving feedback, how aware you are of where you really stand is just so critical. That can be the jumping off point to real learning. Now, Stephen, you're looking at this as a trainer, but do you also look at this as an examiner, how well someone receives feedback and uh, ability to change? Definitely. And that's where you can really see um, evidence of, of maybe what type of mindset a person has. Um, I, I definitely think that um, your, your type of mindset is... is um, so um, whatever it is, is going to dictate the success of how feedback is processed. Um, and then after an exam, when emotions could be potentially high, if, if you're unsuccessful, it could be very tempting to have a, you know, a reaction where you're blaming others for your result or, um, um, maybe you, you just act uh, or feel as if you're shattered and you don't really know who you are, you know, like as if the whole process has kind of shaken your identity. And those are, are absolute traits of, of a very uh, fixed belief system. And that should be a wake up call. And, and really, if I could speak directly to 
to anyone listening to this right now, like that's your wake up call to really take a look in the mirror and be like, okay, I got to kind of reevaluate who I think I am and how I, how I, um, perceive my own abilities and what am I using this process for? Am I using it to prove that I'm something or am I learning using it to, um, evolve who I am? So Steven, what I'd love to ask you in uh, conclusion is, can you tell us about a time that you experienced a failure, you a national team member, uh, that you happened to really learn and grow from? Yeah. And I, I have plenty of examples I could share with you, but <laughs> I'll share two, I think. Um, when I was pretty early on in my career and I think I was going through maybe even my level two process, I can't remember exactly somewhere in there, like finishing up two or starting in the level three. And I was unsuccessful with something, some phase of the process. And you know, I took it very, very personally. And, you know, in retrospect, I was going through the process 100% to, to um, get validation for how I thought I already was performing or, you know, to prove that I was already at a particular level. You know, I had peers that I thought I was every bit as good as that were level threes already. And I'm like, well, of course, I'm as good as them. I should be a level three. And so when I was unsuccessful, that completely, you know, rattled my cage. And, um, I had completely written off, um, PSIA and, and, and the whole deal, you know, had the classic, um, reaction that I think several of us have seen with folks that have been on successful exams. And I was done, you know, there's no way I was ever going to return to an exam or anything like that. Um, but you know, over time, um, with a little reflection and, and, and looking at my ultimate long-term goals, I, I could, you know, could tell that that was not going to get me where that mindset, that belief system was not going to get me where I wanted to go. So I eventually, you know, got back on the path and, um, you know, that leads me, I guess, to my second example is after my second, um, attempt to, to, uh, get on the national team, um, you know, that was also uh, unsuccessful and that really, you know, shook my, shook my identity once again it was super hard result to take and again you see people that you equate yourself with that you're like oh i'm every bit as good as that person or as competent as that person and how are they successful and i'm not like who am i why am i doing this just you know core existential questions and um and i was super doubtful that i would ever try out again and um again you just got to go back to looking in the mirror like who am I? Can I do this? Am I capable of doing this? Um, what do I have to learn to, to change the result next time? And, um, yeah, it was, it, it's just helped me to grow up. Like those failures have helped me to grow up and to get better and to have more empathy about, um, people in similar situations. And it's just so important to, to put yourself in these, these, tough situations that are a little bit beyond your ability so you can stretch and grow. Well, Stephen, I sure appreciate you taking the time to chat with us and, and share this about yourself. Uh, really enjoying this series with you. Yeah, I think it's been really um, a great opportunity for me to, to dig into this, um, th this whole process of, professional development is really like, I think the, the broad scope of what we're talking about. 
um, as we talk about certification training and, and um, the certification process. So thank you. It's been great reflection for me and I, I love your questions and I hope that there is some tangible advice going out to folks. I hope that, um, you know, there's at least something here that will help you. And, um, you know, if, if you need, feel like you need more help and guidance in this stuff, you know, hopefully you have the right people to lean on and you're going to start asking the right questions of those people around you. And Stephen, we've got one more in the series. Can you tell us what that's going to be? I know we're going to be putting that together uh, probably next week. Yeah, so far we've been talking a lot about training and practice and how to manage those um, to to your best advantage. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about how you actually can perform your best on the day of a big exam. All right. National team member Stephen Helfenbein, thanks so much for joining us on First Chair. Thank you, George. From the PSI ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.